Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Spawn of Azathoth. It was written by Doc Herbert, and our game master is John Huff. This is episode six. Our recap will be given by Stuart Lively as his character, Professor Cornelius Cuthbert. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Stuart? <clears throat> Upon hearing of Silas's apparent car accident and death, we seek to investigate his home in the city in hopes of discovering more information on this ever so unfolding mystery. Finding a few clues, some pointing to his country house, we head there. There we discover his country home in a state of great disrepair and find the barn stocked full of animals that Silas was using in his for whatever reasons. Silas himself ended up being there and trying tried to make a run for it. Dr. Saladin skillfully stopped Silas's escape upon a motor scooter. Upon questioning Silas, he had a full mental breakdown and had to be sent to a local hospital for recovery. Where to now? Very nice. Yeah, so um, that was really the entirety of friday may 6th 1927 um you know finding out about uh uh silas's uh, apparent suicide not to i not to say that but uh apparent suicide and then you discovered him alive and well out in the country trying to make his escape and now he is thanks to y'all's uh kindness uh for the ill he is now in a sanitarium in providence uh and so that was your that was a full full day on friday uh so you guys have slept and you are now awakening it is saturday may 7th 1927 you guys still have a uh a whole collection of of uh clues and leads that you have uh, acquired um what would you like to follow up on of, of that collection that you've uh, that you've been doing well i think that we've also explained probably to the police last night that they need to keep an eye on silas uh, that he's up to something that there is they probably don't need much more explanation than that. Yeah, you know, Silas has been involuntarily committed to the asylum. Um, and so he is under, um, you know, the the full watchful eye of the sanitarium. Um, it is a locked facility. Uh, so he does not have... Um, free movement even if he was um coherent enough to try and have free movement he's basically in, in it it seems like in a vegetative state he he mumbles and gurgles and drools and uh, you know makes animal noises um but uh he's well, not that- making he's not making any any cognitive sense Nothing so coherent. in that case, uh, uh, at least I have, perhaps for all of us, I've set up uh, so that if 
he becomes coherent again, if he comes to his senses, that they'll give us a call. Okay. Because we'd still like to ask him some questions. Uh, okay. Is he like this after they inject him with chemicals and medicines and such? Or has he gone to this state on before he starts getting medicine? Yeah, when you guys, if you recall, you confronted him yeah. uh, after knocking him off the bike and and uh, thwarting his escape, and he started, you know, gibbering madness, you know, don't kill me, and and then and then suddenly he he just seemed to like something popped, and he just started convulsing and gurgling and uh, and went into this vegetative state after I asked him about Baxter. After asking you about Baxter, he said he what, didn't know. Was, yeah, I didn't know. Not my fault. And then, so he's had some sort of psychotic break, but he might come out of it at some point. In which case, we might ask. I mean, the the man kept chimpanzees in a barn to eat their brains. So yeah. something in him snapped long before we ever got there. You know, While alive, no less. Right. And actually, I failed to uh, really uh, press upon that in the previous uh, session because uh, that is that shakes you to the core. So I'd like everyone to make a sand roll for that uh, realization of what Silas was up to in that house of horrors. Okay. That's it. Nice. All right. Uh, those who pass will lose one. Those who fail will lose a D3. Three it is. That's a three for me. God. Nice. That's where all my sanity went. The nice. bad rolling. <laughs> Don't worry, Stu. I'm with you. Hey, if it wasn't for bad rolling, you wouldn't have any rolling at all, right? That's true. All right. So, welcome to Saturday, May seventh. Uh, do you guys have an agenda? Do you have a? Well, we had talked uh, earlier before we saw what a marathon uh, Friday was going to be uh, about meeting for a, a late breakfast at my place because uh, it would be nice to have a place generally to meet. So, unless. You know, I assume we didn't get back until after midnight. Um, if people want to move it to the uh, afternoon, uh, that, that's understandable. But at any rate, I expected that we'd be, I would be uh, providing light refreshment in my parlor so we could discuss what we learned. And so, uh, uh, say that, yes, doctor? Perhaps two o'clock. Does that sound like a good time? Yes, I think that's reasonable. Fine. Fantastic. Um, Mr. Dexter, uh, at noon, two hours before the appointment, the appointed time uh, to, to, for everyone to gather in your home, uh, your telephone rings. Dexter residence. Myron, Myron, it's uh, Peter Shropsky. Uh, good to hear from you, Pete. Hey, I wanted to uh, get back with you on the uh, chemical analysis of that uh, 
serum that you uh that you left me you and your um colorful friend um uh oh yeah dr saladin saladin um yeah so it's fairly inert it looks like it has some um you know lavender and uh a few uh you know fairly harmless uh chemicals in it um if i was to you know hazard a guess it looks like it might uh help facilitate someone who was um looking to maybe get a good night's sleep uh it it has a lot of uh of uh, properties similar to like a like a cough medicine like a cough syrup you know it'll help kind of um uh, make you drowsy but certainly not poisonous um and it looks like it's not that difficult to uh manufacture so i don't think it has any real medicinal uh purposes yeah i i i, I understand that it was intended to be a botanical but it wasn't clear whether um you know there was he had a bad batch or uh the like, and I think it was intended to be soporific. So it's interesting, actually, given the provenance that it even uh, uh, seems something that that might be, to some extent, an efficacious to you. Um, so lavender, and is it, are there things other than botanicals in it, or is it really just a suspension of plant matters and oil or alcohol or something? Yeah, there's a little bit of alcohol, uh, but uh, certainly uh, not high volumes of uh, of any sort. It is mostly uh, plant based and uh, really fairly innocuous. It uh, doesn't doesn't seem like it would have any real purpose other than maybe making someone a little drowsy. But uh, certainly there are more effective ways if you want to to really kind of you know knock someone out. Right, log number eight. Um, well, I appreciate your quick analysis. That was really a very excellent turnaround. Um, uh, I'll probably send somebody to, is there a remainder of the sample? It, it was all used to, uh, okay. to do the, uh, to do the analysis. Very good. Um, well, again, I, I really appreciate your uh, prompt attention to this matter. Uh, it's a relief to know that, uh, this wasn't responsible for Professor Baxter's, uh, surprising passing. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, you know, whatever I can do to help. Very good. Thanks for calling uh, on a Saturday. Enjoy your weekend. You too. Stay in touch. All right. Uh, two o'clock. You guys uh, arrive. Myron, you have a lovely home. Wow. Blended. Yeah. Uh, thank you. I mean, you know, Growing up here, I don't always appreciate it, so it's good to have people by. Um, uh, and uh, I've had uh, my housekeeper set up some light refreshments in, in the parlor, uh, if you'd like to make yourselves comfortable. Oh, thank you. Goodness, is that an original? What wonderful paintings you have. Yeah, thank you, yeah. I think that's um, one of those Hudson Valley fellows did that. Oh, nice lighting. Um, 
So I've had some news since we last saw each other, which is that uh, the university's analysis of the um, mystical potion that Philip was getting from his brother appears to be a, a harmless kind of herbal supplement, a little lavender in it, um, nothing uh, nothing that could be determined chemically to be untoward or dangerous. So like a mild sedative then, basically? Something like that, yeah. Like chamomile tea, though, you're saying. Yeah, I mean, maybe a little more heavily compounded than a tea, but essentially, yes. Now, but Baxter, before he passed, at least according to his his journals, uh, he took something that he mixed himself. Quite. So there is the possibility, certainly, uh, that it's a mistake that he made in concocting something based on his brother's recipe. Keep in mind, though, uh, his brother, the father, was also concerned about the way Philip was becoming dependent on this stuff. Oh, Julian, yes. Yeah, and refused to make him anymore. So despite the chemical analysis, they both had reason to think that it was potent. Right. Uh, perhaps, perhaps, although you are, the chemical analysis shows the ingredients and the ingredients are innocuous, perhaps in combination somehow they, they create an effect that the chemist is not aware of. I think that the only way to try to test it properly is for someone to try it, uh, willing to try it. As long as somebody stays nearby in case. Should we have a sleepover at my place? What a surprisingly unsurprising offer, Dr. Saladin. Um, I, I was concerned about your jumping off the cliff into, into imbibing this matter, but um, given Professor Shropsky's analysis, I think there's no reason not to perform some kind of experiment. Uh, we might want a more controlled environment than your apartment. That's true. My apartment's not very large. What uh, would you that, suggest? Um, well, I mean, this place is ample in size. Uh, you could have your, um, you have a, a, a brother whom you care for, who cares for you or something? Yes, uh, that's Theo. He's... He'll be fine. He's not like an invalid or anything. He's fully no. capable of taking care of himself. Yeah, I mean, um, if it is in fact sleep inducing, we might want to wait till until at least late evening to begin the experiment. Agreed, agreed. We have a day ahead of us to do stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all I've learned. I was trying to read these poems um, I had a couple of copies of that magazine picked up. Um, uh, Keeper, did I see a lot of familiar names from the map or the dream journal? Or is it just similar in tone? Uh, similar in tone. Uh, no direct references between the poems and anything that you've read in the dream journal itself. Uh, but it, it yeah, it seems like the uh, the poems kind of reference um, how you're able to uh, visit faraway lands and um, 
you know it's uh, almost has like a like an arabian nights kind of feel to it um there's the in the poems there's also this uh suggested looming threat uh, from the outside, some kind of outsider threat uh, that he names Azathoth. Uh, so, yeah, it's unusual, but not uh, sanity-inducing and certainly not worthy of gaining any kind of uh, mythos knowledge from. Yeah, I think this this Derby fellow might have helped inspire some of Bacter's more irrational thought toward the end. But only in coloring it, not in causing it. It seems like pretty harmless stuff. Proper pulp fodder. I don't think that it's anything that we should worry about. That, uh, I mean, at the very most, in my, I've, I've, I'll admit that I've tried a number of um, interesting substances in the past and had various experiences with them. So I'm not inexperienced in this kind of thing. However, from what you said of the ingredients, there shouldn't be anything psychotropic or, or anything involved here. Um, I should prepare myself beforehand, but as you said, we'll wait until this evening, perhaps 9.30 or so. So you have a plan for this evening to maybe uh, give that... Uh, drug a try uh dr saladin possibly others may uh give that a shot um and dr saladin you you also recall that um yes, need to meditate beforehand yes there's like a there's like a meditation process um that 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 must be coupled with the uh ingestion of the drug or of the the uh, formula uh, if that's what you want to call it. Um, and, uh, and so then that in, you know, uh, as a complete, uh, package, uh, may be the way to, uh, to activate. Uh, one, one has to put one's mind in a proper state. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. would, uh, I would like to partake in this as well. It would be probably wise to have two people try to see and compare the results. If they're identical, that would be very telling. But if they just sort of were randomized, that there might not be. But maybe I should try it. I struggle sleeping, so anything that helps. Oh, may. okay. Well, I mean, if we're looking for, uh, I guess, a variety of personality types to, to try this on, uh, I'm not sure that uh, Zebedee is far enough removed from Zeno. I am, uh, given uh, that Zebedee is a uh, is clientele of, of Zeno, no? Why don't we do one experiment at a time and uh, see if two of us, Cuthbert and I, uh, it's an interesting and intriguing idea, Cuthbert. It's uh, surprising the idea that two people would have the same dream. Most likely we would just both have our own vivid dreams. Well, just, yeah, this would be good to, to compare. We would have our own experience and then shared compared experiences if there is something. But my guess is that we'll probably just not have anything at all. It doesn't sound like, perhaps the priest gave us a fake serum. 
that could very well. Or perhaps, uh, 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 what's his name, threw some uh, laudanum or heroin in there well, with his. I have a better idea. Maybe Frederick here should try it instead of me and Cuthbert because he is completely the opposite and would most likely have different vivid dreams. That is Zeno, true. So the best. That's a good point. You what are you the mean? objective one, Frederick. It would get the better test. If you both have the exact same dreams, then there's something going on. Well, kind or of. Some perhaps, sort of effect. Yeah, perhaps exactly. Frederick is frightened. Or some coincidence. Frightened of, of this? No, no. I'll, I will participate. I'll hold your hand if you need me to. It's oh, all no, right. No. Uh, if a man died from taking this, you might be frightened. Well, uh, you know, we got this from Father Julian. Uh, we don't know whether this is what Baxter was taking again. The, um, <coughs> the, uh, the ceremonial component of this? Yes. How well do you understand that? Well, it's, it's a matter of uh, concentration, meditation, um, um, what you might call prayers of a sort. Um, Dr. I'm Long, sure will that offend your want... sensibilities? Well, I'm not sure that Frederick will want to participate in any of that. He thinks for it's all nonsense. For well, science, Frederick. Come on, for science. Meditation is one thing. Praying is another. But I'm sure it serves the same purpose of just clearing your mind, which I am more than willing to do. Perhaps. I would well, like to see the difference between somebody who's analytical and uh, suffers from those shortcomings with somebody whose mind is all naturally open, like mm. myself. So um, the plans for testing this are for this evening, hours Actually, from now. Hours and hours and hours from now. So what would you guys like to do with your time during the day? Well, uh, I would like to just bring... Obviously, we know what has occurred with... Well, somewhat with Silas, but maybe someone should pay a visit back to the uh, Undertaker, you know. Uh, you're obsessed with the Undertaker. I'd rather not go back to the Undertaker. Yeah, no, not not you, Selden, but someone, maybe Myron, goes. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about me being scared of participating in this little sleep experiment, but you're the one who's afraid of it. Oh, no, you misunderstand. I am not afraid of dying because I believe there's something more. You're afraid because you don't. I would, I would say that I'm, I'm not afraid of dying for, for the opposite reason. And I'm afraid of the ghoul because it's a fucking ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, right. dying should be seen uh, in my historical research. So such a thing as Vikings, they seek Valhalla. That's the place after death. Yes, well, that's all nonsense. So hey, hang on a minute, Zeno. <laughs> You believe in all your stuff there, and you don't believe in similar spiritual. Right. I mean, of all the things that all the people throughout history have believed, uh, all is that one... is wrong. But what you believe, there, there is one right. point of history that we can all agree on: everyone dies. Yes. I, I'm, 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 uh, I'm baiting you, Zebedee. 
Yes, of course, I believe in Valhalla. Now, how much more ridiculous does that sound? <laughs> I don't is know there... what is on the other side, but I believe there is something. Is there some, uh, you know, presuming that um, our, uh, well, I won't say our darkest concerns about Bestwork are true, uh, I, that being that he's no longer human, but assuming that this Undertaker is a cannibal, which yes. is a large, large presumption. Um, what's what are we? I mean, we know that Silas was consuming the living brains of primates. Well, we definitely know him and Silas were in some form of long contact. So, if anyone knows anything about what's going on, it will be this man. Or so I should go and say, I think you eat dead bodies. Tell me what you know about Silas Patterson. No, no, don't say. I don't oh, you should add that Silas Patterson, who also eats dead bodies. And or I should say, I know Silas likes live primates. Do you eat live humans? <laughs> well, I mean, you see the difficulty I have here determining the line of questioning. That's um, the problem with this man. We don't know how to approach him without saying well, what we want to say. He's... Uh, Alvin, right, was his name? Yeah. Um, we might bring him news of Silas not being dead. Yeah. Like maybe we could bring that news. That might be a good way to... We, we found him. We were worried. We were concerned about Silas. We swung by his country estate, and uh, we found him there. Along with the monkeys he's been eating. And now tell us about your eating habits. You know, well, well, how do we transition we, from Silas to... Yes, but the thing is, Silas, right? He, he is now under some medical assistance. We could always tell him that si and see if he shows up to see Silas. Oh, I'm afraid that you're, you're trying to provoke the man to do something just to see what he does. But you're unclear as to what information this will give you. Hmm. I think in my head right now, at least what I would like to know is what changes did Silas make to the formula that led to his death? I mean, oh, um, Baxter. Baxter. Back Philip Baxter. Um, well, I, it would be hard to ascertain what exactly he did unless uh, we can find where he wrote it down uh, other things i suppose we can look into um there you can still follow up with uh what's the, name? the administrator engelhart Remind me how he was involved. He he was he would have been involved in Silas Patterson's termination from the university. Uh, we've heard rumor that it was for health reasons, but perhaps Engelhart uh, could shed a little more light on exactly what that means, or if that's even factual. If we can persuade him to talk, perhaps take him out for a drink, get him a little. Well, I'm, I'm sure Dexter would have no problem convincing him to talk to us. I I think I could probably lean on the fellow a bit. Uh, particularly under the circumstances, because we have to deal with the flack to the university from oh, yes. faking uh, his death and being found an extremist. Uh, no, there was no uh, indication uh, about any um, 
way to contact people constructing that observatory at West? It's in Montana, I believe. We, we just have not had the time to place a, a, a phone call out there um, and get in contact with the with the observatory, but um, maybe someone could I'll have to work with some today. with some members of the Tuesday Night Academy who've been around longer than myself and Cuthbert and ask them about this observatory. Perhaps they will know more. Uh, well, between refreshments, we can, uh, you know, I have two telephones um, uh, on separate lines. Uh, I can see if Engelhart knows anything, you could uh, look after some contact. I'd like to see at what point the construction of that observatory is and so on. It's a shifty business all around from the sound of things. Yeah, of course. So I'll, I'll work on calling a keeper somebody in the Tuesday Night Academy. Um, who's also uh, focused on astronomy um, that I would have talked to at meetings that I've attended to ask about this observatory, if that's possible. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, absolutely. We can do that. And uh, so we're going to make some phone calls from the house about the observatory. We're going to make some phone calls uh, on the other line to Engelhart. Um, and I think it sounds like Frederick and, and Myron are going to be doing the phone calls. Um, does Cornelius, Zebedee, and Zeno want to pursue anything else like Alvin uh, Beswick or um, any other aspect of the, of the you know, um, uh, actually, um, I'll let everyone give me an idea roll. Now, something, gentlemen, that I've been thinking about uh, is just that strange response that Dexter received when he contacted, um, oh, geez, the, the child, the kid, Emmett. Yeah. 15 is a hard success. Okay. Yeah, so it sounds like most people were successful because um, I had heard a uh, conversation about, you know, what was it that, uh, Philip may have done if he augmented the 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 drug the draft that he took on the on the evening of his passing if he made any augmentations to his uh, to his uh, drink that he that he took before sleeping um, the idea that that you successfully have is that uh, there's probably evidence of that of some sort. Uh, if it exists in his home, well, I was so thinking it may be that um, worthwhile going back. Where, do we know where he he lived? Oh, we 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 Phil certainly Baxter? do. Yes, and hey, if you okay. go, uh, expect you know some wonderful tea. Biscuits. Yeah, I oh, keep I keep mixing up Silas and Baxter. Oh, so, right, 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 right. All right, so we I do know. Biscuits. Yes, of course, we know where Baxter. And yes. what did you say, Frederick? I missed that. Oh, I said uh, when you go to look for evidence, uh, you'll be you know they have delightful tea and biscuits, and biscuits. there. Maybe I'll place. forget the biscuits. I, I will follow up on that. It only the only cost to you will be the uh, your cheeks will slowly uh, be eroded. Well, I can just do this. Possibly <laughs> your eternal soul. Well, I don't know about Cuthbert, but I will join you, Zeno, because uh, as long as you don't pinch my cheeks, so. I want some biscuits. <laughs> All right. So, so Zeno and Zebedee sound like they want to go back to Philip's house. Um, or Angela's now. Uh, Cornelius, do you want to join them or do you want to follow up uh, independently with uh, Alan Beswick? 
Um, I would like to, uh, if if we've got if I've got a couple hours before heading to uh, Philip's old place, I would love to try to find anything out about Colin's endeavor into the marine salvage business that he had his father finance for $5,000 and went into business with a mysterious uh, stranger just to see if there's any, any uh, marine salvage oh, companies he, up and he, down the coast. He asked for money, Cuthbert. Uh, there was no indication that he ever received any. I wonder if Judge Braddock, though, who was looking over his finances would know. Right, it would explain Emmett's claim that he preferred Colin in some way. Although Emmett honestly seems like a, a spoiled little snot to me. Oh, maybe, uh, most certainly, uh, definitely not, doesn't like people poking around in his past, but I mean, Braddock might know the, um, the finance situation of that company and Emmett's own past with not only himself, he used to work for Braddock, if I'm not mistaken. He might also have some information about his deceased business partner. Yeah, it's true. I was also thinking that Braddock might be the best person to ask about who or what sort of organization Cynthia is working with in the Far East. Um, because that whole, uh, the nature of her endeavor is unclear to me. Although I don't know, I mean, as far as I know, Braddock's probably on the golf course at this hour. Okay, I'll wait to follow up with Braddock then later, and then uh, I'll attend with uh, Dr. Saladin and my good buddy, Zeb. Yes, yes, of course. At some point, I would like, I, the problem is I, we just need to figure out a way of how we could approach Alvin, because as you said, Zeno, we can't just bait him. And, and I just don't know actually, why. Why? What, exactly. Find out yes. from him. So Cornelius, what do you want to do? I'll go with uh, Zeb and Dr. Saladin. All right, so the three of you guys are going to head over to Philip's house or Angela's house. I need to, I really should say that now, Angela's house. Um, and know, Frederick uh, and Myron are going to make phone calls. That's right. Uh, and uh, uh, as far as the Biscuit Boys are concerned, um, we've already asked if he had a brown bottle or something. Um, I'm wondering if there's... Uh, since Angela doesn't seem to spend much time in the cellar, maybe he's got herbs drying down there or oils or something because his bathroom cabinet evinces no evidence, his bedside. Well, I mean, to be perfectly straightforward, there's no reason for us to suspect her of anything at all. Um, I'll just explain to her the situation that we're trying to find out if there was something that he added, that, that, that he had a formula and we're looking for it. She has no reason to mislead us. And if she does, that tells us something a great deal. After all, she could be the murderer. Okay. I want to check something real quick. I can assure you that no housekeeper of mine's ever going to inherit my home. Perhaps he was a lonely man and she provided a little bit more than housekeeping. Well, I, she helped raise his children at the very least to That's be true. less salacious about it, you know. 
Well, some people become very attached to their servants. Yes, I've made a point not to, I guess, is the difference. You're a little too attached to your money. <laughs> but then that's your business, isn't it? Yes, I'm banks are quite a few people's money, and um, that's a good thing. Yeah, banks generally want to hold on to other people's money. Um, it's the whole nature of the enterprise. Frederick, I, I was just thinking, from what you told us about the observatory and so forth, was there any indication of where this object was? And would it be possible for you to use the university's telescope to see what, what it is that they're looking at for? Well, as, I, as I've said, uh, fair speculation of, a, uh, of another planet um, that we've been trying to find for years. It's not so simple to, to you've, locate. You've, you've measured the contribution of the planets and you know that there's something, a gravitational source out there, but you just can't yes. locate where it is. We just can't, we just can't find it. Um, uh, conjecture would be that it's, it's small. Um, so it's not as, uh, it's not as big as the other gas giants in the outer uh, solar system, but it's there. Perhaps a rock of some sort. What, yeah, what if a planet were just obsidian? And reflected no light. Uh, obsidian would actually reflect a great deal of light because it's very shiny. What if coal? Coal then? Yeah. If, if if there was something that did not reflect light, uh, you'd have to simply you'd have to track the kind of the starlight that comes from the galaxy and the rest of the universe, and you'd have to see a, an obstructing body kind of remove certain uh, places of the light at certain times of the year, and you could. From there, deduce um, the movement of an unseeable body. If that was the case, I don't believe that would necessarily be the case. But if it was completely safe. X. Okay, uh, Frederick, you place some calls. <clears throat> you place some calls. And uh, you speak to a few uh, like secretaries or undersecretaries uh, for the Tuesday Night Academy. Um, and you are able to uh, gather the following information that the observatory was built, the money, uh, the vote, as you saw in the, uh, in the uh, minutes that you had collected from, uh, from Peter's uh, study, um, you saw that the Tuesday Night Academy voted to uh, begin financing it um, in October of 1924. Ground was broke and construction began uh, in January of 25, and it took um, uh, about four months to uh, fully uh, build the observatory in um I believe it's a Garrison, Montana. Let me double check that. Uh, um, in addition, 
Yes, Garrison, Montana. Uh, in addition to um, to it being uh, built, when uh, the, the two Russians, um, the two Russians, uh, uh, Dmitry Pazlov, he is a member of the Tuesday Night Academy. And he has a friend who I don't believe was voted in as a, as a member, but uh, Vasility Katlet, Katletka, very Russian. Um, they both left Providence in February of 25 to oversee the construction of the, of the, observatory uh, both men uh, have a background in uh, astrophysics or an interest in, in readings and stuff and um, uh, it seems like they were probably leading minds in uh, Russia uh, before uh, I believe there was a uh, revolution uh, that they escaped and uh, so they are to your knowledge based on the information you just received they are still in Montana conducting research at the uh, observatory. Well, in that case, I'm gonna place a call out there to try to reach an operator in Garrison who can direct me to, to Dimitri. Okay. I'd very much like to speak with him if I can. Okay, give me a luck roll, please. Twenty-five is good. All right. Um, so you get connected. You know the the calls are being routed through. Um, and you reach the observatory, and uh, they let you know that at this time. Uh, uh, Dimitri and uh, uh, Vasility are not available, but they would be happy to take a message and uh, uh, have you call back. You know, they'll they'll call you back at a later time. Okay, excellent. Uh, just uh, this is not a number. Uh, this is a Dr. Frederick Long uh, with the physics department of Miskatonic University in Arkham, Massachusetts. Um, a member of the Tuesday Night Academy, I kind of have learned about the construction of this observatory and I would like to contact them in regards to possibly joining their research effort as a fellow astrophysicist and uh, Tuesday Night Academy member. So any hearing back from them would be greatly appreciated. Okay, yeah, they say, uh, yeah, we will try and uh... Have them reach out to you as soon as possible. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh, well done. Uh, Myron, you call, <coughs> excuse me, Dr. Englehart. And you reach him on a Saturday. Uh, Harold, it's Myron Dexter. Myron, good to hear from you. How are you today? Uh, I'm I'm reasonably well. I'm I'm a little concerned. Um, 
we have a, a the university has a publicity issue um, that I'd like to set you ahead on. Um, you heard that Silas Patterson was missing. Well, um, actually, I just recently got off the phone with the police. Uh -huh. um, so it looks like uh, some of our uh, looks like the police have recovered some of our missing chimps. And oh. um, and I, I it's my understanding that Silas is now uh, involuntarily uh, committed to the asylum. Yes. Uh, do you have an impression of what he was doing with those chimpanzees? Uh, I would like a successful uh, social skill. It seems like you're trying to be pleasant. So maybe something pleasant like charm or possibly persuade. I will allow you to choose. I'm not very charming or persuasive. I'm more intimidating, and I have some psychology. Um, Will those work? Well, double down on intimidate if I don't get what I want. Um, I will allow you to do something since you are are already being pleasant, and you have a pre-existing relationship with this person. Mm. I'll let you do a pleasant charm or pleasant social skill either charm or persuade with a bonus die excellent Great. oh a dramatic double uh, fail 32 or 32 uh, 32 sounds pretty good. I mean, it can't be that far off. Do you want to spend uh, luck or do you want I have, to do a push? I have, I have base charm. Um, it's, and that's a lot. I have less than 50 luck. I'm going to have to... So I have to see what the... I mean, if he's going to lie to me, I have psychology to try to back up and that's actually a skill I have. So Okay. Uh, so you ask him about... Uh, Say that again. What were you asking? Uh, do you have any impression of what uh, Patterson was up to with those primates? I well, I I, I hazard to hazard to guess. I, I I really don't know. I my understanding is that it was uh, experimentations, but um, uh, honestly, I'm just I'm just glad to be uh, glad to be rid of Silas Patterson. Yeah, well, that's, um, I, I'm, I'm afraid I'm, I'll be blunt with you, uh, Harold. Uh, he was, um, he wasn't merely torturing these uh, apes. He was strapping them to a specially devised table and consuming their brains while they lived. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, you hear him drop the phone. Mm, uh, and then he... He he recovers the phone. He says, "Oh oh, uh, sorry that, oh my, that I was not a." Uh, yeah, it's not uh, a thing a sane man would anticipate. After all, uh, I'm just, I'm disgusted. I I can't even describe. I'm just disgusted. 
Yeah. So you can see my concern for this information becoming public. It's bad enough that a former professor has been institutionalized, but people have nervous breakdowns. The idea that he was using uh, university material to perform what I can only describe as grotesque rituals uh, of a diseased nature. How did you find out about this? And 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 do you think there's a a risk of it, of this getting out? Do you think it will blacken the eye of Brown University? Uh, well, whatever member of the authorities you spoke to was delicate enough not to say anything to you, but the evidence. Uh, on the squalid site of the farmhouse he was renting is unmistakable. So it might be behoove us to reach out to those officials and make it clear that um, that we would not welcome uh, idle speculation regarding just what Patterson was doing. Uh, and I, I'm I'm glad to to put you um, ahead of that. Um, before something gets out. What I'm curious about is what led to his dismissal in the first place, because it sounds as though uh, it was being whitewashed even when he was let go. Honestly, it, it so you have impressed him with this uh, information that you've given him um, and, and given him a, a, a drive and a motivation to, to do what he can to get ahead of this story and, and uh, you know, put a protective spin on it. So he's inclined to, uh, to be uh, forthcoming. Uh, he says uh, it, it, it circles back to those damn chimps. They had been going missing and all our evidence was pointing to the fact that it could only have been Patterson that was taking them, but he kept denying it, kept denying it. And I had no, I had no hard evidence, but I just finally went with my gut and I, and I, and I let him go. I let him go because something was happening. These chimps were going missing their, their, their school property. And now, Oh, the horrors. Oh, the horrors. Damn that man. Well, you, you acted uh, wisely um, in this regard, Harold. I think it redounds well to your judgment uh, that you, uh, smelled that something was afoot. Silas, I think, was a very slippery fellow. Um, my other concern is that he and uh, Philip Baxter were in some kind of extracurricular contact before Baxter's passing. Um, but you don't have anything to track that? You're not aware of anything in that regard? No, I knew that they were friends and Philip vouched for Silas's uh, credentials uh, to be uh, to be admitted as as a professor, and uh, while I highly respect um, Philip and 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 mourn his his passing, I I did question his his uh, his judgment call on this. But I had enormous respect for Philip Baxter, but it does seem that in latter years uh, there was something that we didn't see that was going on uh, for him as well. Um, okay, Harold, I, I expect you have a couple of phone calls to make. Um, I'll leave you be. I hope you can enjoy the rest of your weekend despite this. Uh, uh, thanks, for your, thanks for your frankness. I'll do what I can. Thank you for everything. I appreciate it. Excellent, all right. 
So let's move the camera as uh, Dr. Saladin, Professor Cordova, and uh, Mr. Cuthbert uh, arrive at uh, the former home of Philip Baxter, now the current residence of uh, Mrs. Angela, uh, Angela, Ange Angela. I was going to say Angelica. Uh, Mrs. Angela uh, Vincenzo. Vincenzo. Oh, I can almost taste those biscuits, Seb. Both of you have been here before then, yes? Biscuits. So why don't you lead the way? Uh, Cuthbert, you can or she'll pinch my... And what, what I would like very much is to explore the house. You understand? Well... We can just, we'll just, I'll just keep her talking. We can keep her talking. Well, we don't have to do it subversively. Just tell her that we're looking for a formula that, yeah. that he oh, yes, used yes. that we think might have been dangerous. But one of us can at least keep her a little bit com uh, Oh, yeah, you can keep her company. She's pinching her cheek. Yes. All right. Better not do it again. Cornelius, uh, you go up to the door and you begin rapping on the door. Um, and as you uh, as you give it, it you know like three quick you know knock knock knock. Um, on your third rap, uh, the door pushes open slightly and moves about three inches. Oh, Angela! Oh, Angela! I do say, are you here? It's it it's Cornelius and and Zeb. Uh, are are you here? There's no answer. Cuffwood? It's it's the door. It's open. It's just I knocked and it just sort of Angela. Caution, Caution everyone. Angela. Let's let's go inside very carefully. So oh. what time of the day is it? It's still morning, isn't it? It's afternoon. You guys met at Dexter's two. at two o'clock. So uh we can say that it's like three thirty. 3.30 okay. or so? So as, as I step inside, I want to look around to see if there's any evidence that she's here. Like, if the lights are on and uh, in the middle of the day when you don't need the lights on. Um, there are no lights on. Um, no lights that you wouldn't expect, right? Um, right. So there aren't any lights on. Yeah, and nothing uh, looks house... like it's been broken into because the door was open. Does the door look like it's been damaged? The door does not look damaged. Um, and uh, things are just quiet. It, it looks very much like um, it has looked before. When you hear there is a there's an odd odor in the house. Oh no. It's hard to pinpoint exactly what that odor is, uh, but it is a little bit sour, a little bit of a sour smell. Let's look. While while uh, Doctor Saladin and Zeb go in, I I do a quick once around the house to make sure there's no funny business going around the exterior. Bodies lying on the floor. Or... Oh, okay. Outside, you go. You go outside and yeah. walk around. Okay. Yeah, because I I never fully step in. I'm like, oh, this seems. So I'm going to do a perimeter sweep while the two of them go in. And I okay. think we will go room to room yeah. to see if she's 
incapacitated or hurt or I guess it would split we could do a room each and what's her last name again? Vincenzo. Vincenzo. Uh Miss Vincenzo. Are you all here? All right. Hello? Um so uh how about everyone uh give me a um uh, spot hidden and uh Cornelius you're outside okay that's a hard success regular success okay uh so Cornelius uh you do a perimeter uh walk around and everything seems to be pretty copacetic fairly normal hard to you don't really see anything um and it and you know the house um the foundation is is you know elevated a bit right you know so you go up some steps to get to the front porch you you know go up steps to get to the back porch that kind of thing so and also the the house has a basement so you see some of those like little uh you know thin they're certainly not egress windows right they're just tiny little very low to the ground you know basement windows and and they're kind of dirty so you can't really see into the basement and then the regular windows are too elevated high for you to see from the ground. So you're really just looking at siding and stuff, you know, on the outside of the house, everything seems pretty normal. Um, Zeno and Zebedee, as you guys uh, enter into the home uh, from the front porch, it, it enters into uh, a main living room. There's a fireplace and um, uh, you know, kind of, kind of around to your right is uh is a parlor that overlooks the front yard because uh, when you came up onto the porch you know your your the sure. parlor was through a wall off to your right uh so it's you know around the corner to your right the dining room is off to your left and then you know the hallway goes uh, deeper into the home uh and uh and there's a stairwell that goes up there's the kitchen there was philip's study you know, there was a there was a small uh, water closet there, and of course the back door to the back porch. So, so you guys, I'm oh. going towards the right, and I guess everybody's going to go towards the left. Yeah. Quick question: Is there a fire in the fireplace? No. Um, is there any evidence that it was recently lit, or is the house cold? The house is cold. The house is cold. Yeah. So she hasn't mm. been here this morning. So as, as uh, you know, Zebedee, you kind of check the living room and you check the front parlor. Uh, not Zebedee, I'm sorry, Zeno. Zeno checks the living room and the front parlor. Uh, Zebedee, um, uh, you kind of look through the dining room real quick and then you walk down the hall to uh, check out the kitchen and check out the study because they're, they're further down towards the rear side of the house. Uh, and... And also by this time, um, uh, uh, Cornelius has made his full loop and will be uh, coming back up through the front porch. But Zebedee, as you are transitioning to the rear of the house and with your successful spot hidden, you you look off to the right, um, which is the stairwell that goes up to the second floor. And... Um, and you see uh, a couple of spiders, uh, probably probably you know about three to four inches in length, you know, pretty good size, 
um, two of them scuttling up uh, a wall, going upstairs, kind of out of your sight. I'm so they they were upstairs, yeah, like yeah, they so you know when you're walking past the stairwell, the stair <coughs> excuse me, the stairwell is one of those stairs where it goes up and then there's a flat landing. And then when you're on that landing, you kind of, you know, turn the other direction and then you go up the rest of the way to go all the way up to the second floor. Mm -hmm. And so the wall that you can see up there at that landing portion, um, you know, you have some visibility of that wall before, you know, it gets too high. And then, you know, due to the ceiling of the floor that you're on, you know, you lose visibility, right? So you saw two fairly large, you know, I mean, not not bigger than your palm, but, you know, three or four inches um, kind of go up the uh, up the wall of the landing. And so they're now out of sight. Uh, okay. Well, Zebedee, yeah, he takes him a little bit off guard, but he's not afraid of any spiders. So he war- he goes up. He will go up the stairs. He will find that a bit more intriguing. So he goes, because he didn't, as far as I'm aware, that we saw no spiders before. No, no, so, certainly not. Certainly not. Yeah, I, I would go towards that as it's stra- it appears strange. Okay. To me. Uh, so Cornelius, you are on the front porch and entering the front door. Um, and Zeno, you're kind of, you've checked the parlor that you know the overlooks the front and you're in the living room now and so cornelius enters the home and joins you in the living room as zebedee is heading up the stairs I'm going upstairs i will chat sure well how about oh. the kitchen the other rooms on the bottom floor i'll hit those as well okay zebedee's gonna go upstairs yeah i'll i'll help you uh uh Zeno? okay so, so you guys i don't see anything yeah, so you guys go uh, deeper to the rear side of the house to check the study and check the kitchen. Um, all of which There's are basement. Bas- yeah, the basement is ex- as accessed through the kitchen. Through the kitchen, yeah, I remember that. Um, so, uh, so yeah, you guys are checking that out, and everything seems normal. Uh, Zebedee, you go up the uh, the stairs as you're you know you're kind of looking up you know because those spiders on the wall so as you're getting up to the landing and you know and of course in a stairwell the ceilings are you know really grand and tall you know to accommodate the stairwell so as you're looking up uh and now you can really see the full height of the ceiling here in the stairwell area way up there at the at the top you can see some really thick strands white strands of of webbing way up there at the ceiling and you're like oh my god and so now as you get to the landing and you start to turn and your vision is still up you know seeing all this crazy insane amounts of webbing up there your your vision comes and so now you're looking up the second half of the flight of stairs that go from landing up to the true second floor and up there at the true second floor, you know, there's there's a uh, there's some uh, railings, you know, uh, so that you know protect people from just oh, falling into the stairs, right? Um, and uh, and so 
so you're looking up there and so up there it looks like the hall is just really filled with 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 draping and drooping bands of of webbing but also what you see is uh uh angela vincenzo uh she has this look of of panic and fear and and horror on her face her body uh she she must have exited her bedroom and and collided with the stairwell you know the railing and she kind of bent over the railing and and died bending over the railing and so her eyes are wide open and they're just glossy white her eyes are white her mouth is wide open she's covered in webbing and stuff and so she's affixed to this railing through webbing and you're just looking at this this stone white look on her face and then as you're looking at her a pore of spiders start exiting out of her mouth and start crawling all over her head and, and all over the webbing strands and, and escaping to other portions of the webbing. Make a sand roll. Uh, me in real life would have gone 20 sand rolls right now. <laughs> uh, that is just a fail. Just... It's just a fail. Fail is a fail. Lose a d6, please. <laughs> okay, come on. Dice gods. Four. Four. Pretty healthy amount. All right. Um, so there you go. <laughs> At least it's not five. At least it's not five. Make a uh, spot hidden, too, please. You probably hear him gasp. Yeah, you, or yell yeah, you would have. Or... I would have said, fuck. <laughs> very loudly because of the cock. Zeb! Uh, Zebedee must Spot have found hidden. the body. That's a hard success. Okay. All right. So uh, you can see from the landing, um, uh, you can see as you're looking up towards the, towards the landing up there, towards the second floor, um, there's one door that you can see that's on the left. And there's one door that would be just completely straight ahead. And then there were two doors that were on the right. Now, because uh, there's just the four doors up there. One of the doors on the right is open. And also the door, the single door that's on the left, it's also open. With your hard success, you just caught a glimpse so you're seeing all these spiders that pour out of her mouth and all the ones that were on the walls and all the ones that are that are crawling on the webbing. They're all that, that three to four inch. And I mean, that includes their legs, right? That's not just abdomen. That's, that's, their, that's their footprint spread out is three to four inches. So you're thinking the abdomen and the body and all that, you know, their thorax or whatever it's called you know, it's only, you know, a couple of inches, maybe, you know, an inch, right? And they're, so they're mostly legs, right? But with that hard success, you caught a glimpse of something that is clearly, um, it has an abdomen that's probably eight inches in length. It has legs. Each individual leg is probably 14 inches long thick and brown and 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 it was moving fairly slowly and so you know inverted on the ceiling it was it was you just caught a glimpse of it as it was moving into the room that's on the upper left of that hallway up there make a sand roll for that thing too please <laughs> oh, God. 
that's a that's a fail that's a fail but also i should point out i have definitely now gone past like a fifth of mine okay all right um uh, so that was another fail. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and uh, lose a d4. Uh, I can't read my dice. That's two. Okay. So you lose another two. And then, um, so you've gone over 20%. So yep. why don't you entertain us with a d10 one um so you see all this all the webbing and the spiders and everything that's going on you see all this and you start you know your eyes are fixed upward as your body wants to kind of leave and as you're kind of stepping towards the steps you lose your footing and you tumble down the stairs roll a d3 so he's tumbling just down one from the landing to the uh, ground, right? just from the landing down all right lose two hit points and you bonk your head pretty good. And uh, you land with a thump on the ground after hitting your head pretty good. Probably uh, right at it. our feet, yes. Uh, yes, right at y'all's feet. So just as Cornelius and Zeno come out from hearing Zebedee kind of cry out, you guys see him tumbling down the steps. And he he hits his head fairly solid on the uh, floor. Um, oh, uh, wow. Zeno, give me a D10 again, if you would. You mean you mean me, not Zena. <laughs> I meant Zebedee. Yeah. I don't know Zebedee. why I get you guys confused. Oh, okay. Ten. Ten. Great. Yeah, so you bunk your head and um and you don't feel very good. Um Cornelius, Zeno. I, I rush to my buddies right, and start uh, first aid. I'm really good at that. That's what I did in the war, so I snapped too. Okay, yeah, give me a first aid. First aid. If I was able, look at that. Look at that. My debut roll on a 65 is a 66. (laughs) Do you want to augment that in any way? Uh, It's just one point, but this is just... Zeb's going to be fine. (laughs) No, I'm not going to burn... I learned my lesson. It's not Pulp Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you can tell that his uh, pupils are uh, irregularly dilated. One is larger than the other. Let's move him onto the couch. Yeah, good idea. We'll do that. Get him a glass of water. Do whatever would be right for that. Okay. And I'm assuming at this point, no, neither one of us noticed any spiders. We just saw him falling down the stairs. Yeah, he just tumbled down the stairs. He, he cried out and tumbled down the stairs. Uh, I'll, I'll get some water from the kitchen. Yeah, good idea. Zebedee. Get a blanket on him. Zebedee. Um, as, as you are kind of starting to kind of regain focus, um, your mind is a blank slate. You don't recall what's going on. You, you, you have trouble re- knowing who you are. 
Um, I'll give you that you know who you are, but um, you're as far as you're concerned. Um, as far as you're concerned, uh, you guys uh, just got home after apprehending Silas. You have here's, no memory of anything else. Here's the water. Here, um, here, Zeb. Drink this. What? Where? Where are we? We're, oh, he's, we're, he's injured his head. We'll need to get yeah. him to the doctor. My guess is that, that he probably found a body. That's what we were looking for, sort of. Uh, lost his footing. Let me check. All right, I'll, I'll stay with Seb. Is this why, are we, why are we at house? Yeah, we, we came here. We get uh, Zeno and, and you and I, the three of us came here to, to check, see if we could search uh, Philip's old house for the... For... All right, so... Um, I agree to this. Uh, so uh, it sounds like Zeno is going to go up the stairs. And what I'll probably do without really thinking about it is I'll go quickly up to the landing and then turn mm -hmm. and then notice all of the spider webs. Unless it was a hallucination and there's no spiders or anything else. Right. That'd just be typical, wouldn't it, kids? That'd be typical me cursed by this game. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, yeah, so you do that. You, you just kind of, you know, jog up the steps, up, up the steps to the uh, landing and turn and look and you even maybe right. you put your hand down on the next railing to go uh, up. Right. And, uh, and just as you, know, you put one foot on the next uh, step to go up to the, you know, the second half, you put your hand on the railing. And as you put your hand on the railing, because most people do kind of look at their feet or they look maybe, you know, I look at my feet on them. the stairs. Yes. Um, so as you put your hand on the railing, you stop immediately because there's a, a bizarre sensation of something, you know, uh, sticky and there's an adhesive of some sort. And so as you look at your hand and you're pulling your hand back, there's this, you know, uh, strands of white uh, fibers uh, pulling away from the from the railing to your hand and you're like what in the hell and that's when you look up and you see uh, Angela's corpse you know as she was clearly trying to flee hit the railing and buckled over and the spiders are swarming her make a sand roll I did I got an O2 oh but very nice I still go oh Jesus lose and lose one and probably all of my accent disappears in that moment. <laughs> Zeno, what is it? What are you okay? Jesus Christ! There's uh, it's, okay. It's, <coughs> I'm, uh, I'm I'm now backing back down. <laughs> Zeno, what is your dexterity? My dexterity is sixty. Okay, uh, so you um go jesus christ and you start to back up and your eyes kind of uh trace up you know instinctively you're just like what you think you saw movement you look up and there's a cluster of uh spiders on on silky threads that are 
zip lining down towards you. It's like they're bungee jumping, right? They're just and they're coming straight down at you. Okay. As you're starting to back up, they have a better dexterity than you. So uh, you may dodge or fight back. Whatever I'm you going to, to do. dodge because spiders. <laughs> I got an 88. So hey, well, I rolled worse than that. So um, so the effective uh, net result is it is a successful dodge. But I want you to make a dex test, please. See if I fall down the stairs. To see if you fall down the stairs. Uh, that is a 16, so I'm fine. Uh, good. All right. So, yeah, you are able to even uh, kind Fly. of start. <laughs> yeah, like, like zooming right down. So uh, you can immediately uh, leap down the stairs as, uh, as a bunch of spiders are now descending to the landing. Cornelius, Cornelius. Oh, did um, you find the body? Yes. Uh, that is kind of shocking. Spiders. Uh, oh, the spiders? Uh, hundreds of spiders. What is going um, on? Angela is at the top of the stairs. She's completely covered in webs. Now, are the spiders come down the stairs and they've started to spread out? Yeah, so um, you know the the little half wall, yeah. you know that that go that traces up with the stairwell. They're on that now. They're on the uh, stairs. They're on the railing, and they're starting to you know they're on the inverted part of the ceiling right there. You know they're inverted, and uh, and they're starting to to kind of infiltrate the lower half of the house. Spiders, spiders. Uh, All right. gra so grab, I grab Zebedee, Zebedee, come on. This is ridiculous. Go look, so I look, just look. go into the kitchen, grab a broom, and go kill a spider. All right, where's a spider? Um, I'm, I'm just grabbing Zebedee since Cornelius is an idiot. And what is I'm, going uh, on? I'm, I, Why am outside, I here, outside now, outside. Just I, shut up and get outside. All right, okay, okay, all right. I'll just set the broom down, help uh, give me, Give me a, a spot hidden, Cornelius. Me? Oh, yeah, it's probably a couple spiders. Oh, 34. Very good. Where's Silas? Yeah, a solid pass. Uh, so as you decide to finally turn and join your friends, you kind of drop the broom down, um, you see the carpet rippling, and you realize, oh, that's not just the carpet. <laughs> that That is a wave of spiders coming down the steps, oh, and they Jesus seem to start Christ. kind of jumping kidding. and bouncing. Give me a sand roll to see those oh, guys. Oh, God. I, Get out of here. I, I think uh, I'm going to oh, start nine. stomping. Where's, where's, <laughs> Lose where's, one. Where's Frederick? Where's Myron? Where's, what happened with Silas? Why are we here? I, I am going to grab Zebedee's head and point him at the fucking spiders. Who cares where anybody is? All right. The, uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Your memories start flooding back as you see oh, the spiders, God. and you may add arachnophobia to your character sheet. Oh, uh, the one that I usually always add to my character sheet, and I didn't <laughs> this time, and it gets added anyway. Oh. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's get the hell out of this place. Good God. All right, you guys, you guys oh, bolt and get outside. Yeah. And, and I close the door as we get outside. Okay. And, and I'm um, like, and I, I'm like holding the door and I'm like, <sighs> Angela um, is at the top of the stairs. I, She's been completely covered uh, in webbing. There are spiders yeah, everywhere. Is Something it, is it has killed her. So some spiders have killed her. Spiders. I've never seen such an infestation of spiders. Uh, I, uh, 
it's unprecedented. My, I've never heard of such a thing. My memories come back to me. Um, there was a bigger one. A bigger spider? Bigger one. Like, like what, the size of your hand or something really big? uh, Bigger. Oh, get out of here. That must be the shark. I can't. That's, that, those don't exist. No, no, no that's Where what made me such... stumble. It's what made me stumble. I saw it. It's what made me fall down the stairs. I swear. I don't actually know if there's tar- there are tarantulas in, uh, in that part of the country, but tarantulas, uh, we need to, we need to call the police. Yeah, call call the exterminators. exterminators. Is there a phone booth nearby? Well, no. there's neighbors. But there are neighbors. Okay, yeah, we should go to the neighbors. Just let them know that this <laughs> house is infested, and they should. Well, and that Angel is dead. Well, of course, yeah, that needs to be reported to the police. But this is—I've never seen an infestation of spiders this bad. There's a serious problem here. And they might have even killed her. I mean, they, they were—they were so large. This is not. This is not something from here. This is like some sort of bizarre. <laughs> Spiders are not that big. Uh, I could Maybe have been in the imagining. tropics, but not in, in this part of the world. This, the winters are too cold. Well, I'm going to the neighbor's house. we, we got to get the, get the police to... here and then the exterminators next. This is serious stuff. Go I need to sit down. I need to... I need to. We well, can need... sit on the porch. There's, there's no way they can open the door. No, no, I'm I'm sitting on the curb. Oh my god! If if one is as big as I thought it was, they could open doors. What a what a horrible way to die! Now we can't search the house until the exterminator gets here. So Cornelius, uh, you go next door. You uh, meet with the neighbor, and they allow you to use their phone. Oh, yes. Thank you. Uh, so who do you alert? Uh, first, I'll call the police and report a body. Okay. Uh, and then secondly, uh, I'll look up uh, the local uh, exterminator and uh, yeah, the exterminator. We, we've got, there's a tremendous problem here. I've never seen such an infestation of spiders before. Spiders. Big spiders, hundreds upon hundreds of them in, in, in this house. It's, it's really bad. Here's the address. All right, so yeah, A1 exterminators will be out shortly. All right, the police and exterminators are coming. Should be okay. Need to, uh, we need to wait here for them. Oh uh, so, so you guys do wait for uh, for everyone to show up? Yes. But oh, where? yeah, because we still want to, to get what we came here for, but oh, poor Angela. Well, they're not going to let us search the house. But oh, I can't understand where something like this would come from. Did somebody infest the house? I could, but so a police car pulls up with two police officers, and not long after that, a truck pulls up that says uh, "A1 Exterminators." Be, be we, we explain. This big one. There's a big, there's a big one in here. There's a big one. There's there's some sort of bizarre tropical spider infestation. Big spiders. And they've killed Miss Angelica. I mean, we explained everything. We came here to speak with her. 
because we're looking for something that belonged to Mr. Baxter. And when we, we came, the door was slightly ajar. So somebody must have come in and put spiders in her house. And these spiders have killed her. She's at the top of the stairs. Okay, okay. Just calm you don't have down. to You don't have to oh, believe okay. me, but that take extreme good. caution. All That's right. why we yeah. called the exterminator. Uh, probably a prudent uh, thing. And and uh, so the exterminator's got uh, a shirt with his name on it. says Bluto. Um, and, uh, and he says, well, what you've got here is going to be just a common brown recluse. They, they certainly, you know, seem a lot larger than what, you know, you're thinking, but that's the, the fear uh, reflex in your mind. It, Are they deadly? Oh, they, they can hurt a child or an old person, but uh, can they, certainly you don't want to be bit by can one. Can they completely cover somebody up in webs? And, and, and Oh, that's just... Can they grow to this big? Um, top of the stairs is the woman who's dead, completely infested with spiders. They're on the ceiling, they're on the floor, everywhere. Uh, and, about them. and so uh, you know, Bluto is standing there. He goes, "Ah, I, I've got this baby. It'll, it'll take care of everything." And he's tapping on his uh, canister. Um, and the cops say, "Just, uh, just hold on. We're gonna check this out. Um, stay out here, hey Murphy. I'm, I'm gonna head in. I'll be you know, right back. You just kind of watch these guys out here. For every step they take towards the house." I take a step back away from. Yeah, the do, do, do be careful. This is a serious problem. Yes, be careful, they're this big. There's one that's big. I've, I've seen spiders before, but never this much. This is a Murphy. true infestation. Mur uh, the partner who's staying with you guys, Murphy, he looks at me and goes, <laughs> You hear that, Dave? Watch out. They're this big. I, and, I, uh, I put my hand on, Mur or on, on Dave and I move him back away from the house too. And, uh, and he goes all right i'll keep an eye out for him and uh and so he goes and knocks on the door he opens the door and he says uh ma'am providence police ma'am i'm coming in and he goes inside and shuts the door behind him and you can hear him in there you know you hear the the muted hello ma'am and so you guys the other cop murphy and bluto you guys are all standing out there and you can hear dave the other cop inside ma'am like oh jesus what the hey hey no oh my god hey murph ow ow murph ow murph ow murph and then his gun is going off <laughs> Uh, and you can hear his gun uh, firing, doosh, doosh, doosh. and one stray bullet goes through the front window, you know, front window, picture window, and just disappears, you know. Now, <laughs> and and Murph is like, "Oh my god!" And uh, and uh, uh, Bluto, you know, starts to back up and and go back to his truck, and uh, Murph starts running up to the house. What what's going on? What's going on? He opens up the door. He goes. Oh Jesus, Dave! Oh Dave! And he runs out of the house. Uh, he leaves the door wide open, and uh, he starts running for his car. And he he tells you guys, "Get the hell out of here!" And Bluto doesn't want to be told twice. 
Pluto runs to his truck and hits the gas and takes off. And uh, he says, I got to get the fire department. I got to get somebody out here. The guy with the poison sleeping. And, and yeah, so uh, Ludo drives away. The cop gets in his car. They don't have radios. He drives away to go and, and call someone to, to, to go get to a phone. They all leave, and you guys are there, and the front door is wide open. What do you do? Um, let's uh, leave. How about we get back in the car and leave? Uh, what about the neighbors? I warned them already and then placed the calls. Well, at least those neighbors. We should probably warn the other neighbors, too. Yes, we need to get everybody here with their boots on. Okay, so I'll run to the other neighbor on the other side. And, uh, and don't leave without me. All right. So you guys uh, get the whole neighborhood watch going. Uh, everyone's well aware. By the time it takes you to, to warn, you know, the, the surrounding neighbors, um, the, uh, you know, three more cop cars show up and a fire truck shows up um, and, uh, and a bunch of uniformed men come out. Um, and so, so basically, they all take an assessment, realize that they can't get inside to recover the body of the fallen officer. They can't even get inside, and he's right there in the living room. And so with the help of the fire department, the police, they cordon off the house, and they set it on fire, and they oh. utterly destroy Philip Baxter's home. Fuck. Oh. So we're gonna we're gonna end the scenario there, but before we close, this is actually an excellent time for us to roll our ticks and to uh, you know have some character improvement. Okay, because it feels like you guys are pretty close to closing off this chapter of Providence. There may be a few. Uh, remaining threads that you might want to do, but it seems like you guys might want to be starting to explore other aspects of this, in which case I have some uh, some new readings to do of other chapters to be prepared. Um, so, why don't we roll ticks? Thank you, too. If it's a fail uh, on the roll, not a fail, but if you succeed the roll, you get zero increase or there's a tiny increase. Right. Correct. You want, no, no, no increase. If you are successful, you're looking to roll above yeah. your current value. And if you do gain a D10, yeah. um, I will also want everyone to um, uh, roll uh, a D10. Well, you know what? Treat your luck as if it's any other skill and so roll your luck and if you fail your luck roll add a d10 with luck though if you are successful roll a d3 and add and add three to your uh, add up to three to your luck roll a d3 if you're successful okay. i've got a 63 and my luck is 65 damn it <laughs> oh but i got a three okay cool and I have other rewards for you as soon as everyone has finished 
with uh, their ticks uh, rolling. Okay, I've rolled my ticks. I didn't get a damn thing. So yeah, I I, I only out of all my ticks rolled, only one did I fail. I I, I got I pulled two extra listen, three extra spot hidden, uh, and one extra luck point. <laughs> nice. How about sanity? Yes. Oh, wait, you said rewards. So. Yes, I have some rewards for you. I got I improved spot hidden by my full ten. That was fantastic. Yeah. And I got a little psychology and a little luck. I improved my psychology by a whole ten. So I'm so. very, very good. Improved my stealth by eight and then I passed everything else. Nice. Uh, okay. So for saving the chimpanzees, everyone gains D six sanity. Nice. Nice. I got the one point that I lost <laughs> from learning yeah. about the chimpanzee. Oh my god. I got two points back. Got three on that. Wait, yes. Three. For successfully capturing Silas and getting him into an asylum, everyone gain one D ten. Ooh. Sanity. Oh nice. Five. Three. Three. <laughs> I am ending this month saner than I began it. Yeah, me too. You are you are getting certain clarity, I'm sure. That actually makes me happy that saving Silas gives you a reward. <laughs> yeah. It was a good thing. It it could easily go south. And, and he might not survive, but by capturing him, he's worth more. Um, and really, um, there are, you know, you already have other benefits from things that don't uh, equate to sand reward. But, I mean, you have access to the Book of Ibon, um, and you have acquired um, uh, Father Baxter's sleeping draft um so you have other things at your disposal but um they in and of themselves are not worth uh sand points uh, or sand reward so like i said there are still a few threads in the uh, providence chapter oh um uh, well, you guys did not destroy the uh, spider. The spider. Um, the uh, the fire department took care of that. So, uh, so there's no reward for the spider. But um, we notified the town. Yeah. yeah, I think that's where we're going to uh, pause it. Like I said, you 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 may continue if you wish with other providence uh investigations but it sounds like you guys are really thinking about the observatory and you're really thinking about um you know trying out the sleeping potion and all that so that will take us into new realms and things like that so you know new areas of the adventure so i'm gonna bone up on those chapters and be prepared for next time excellent our players included morgan llewellyn 
Stuart Lively, Josh Harwood, David Gasway, and myself with Josh Hook as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our members. You can set up private games and learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastery. There's a link below. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good game. Thank you.